Welcome to the Inside OU Podcast, brought to you by New Balance of Edmond, featuring Keegan Renault from SoonersWire.com, powered by USA Today, and Brady Trantham. Hello, Brady. Bob Stoops here. Appreciate the great Sooner fan that you are and have been for all these years. Boomer Sooner. Can you eat, right? Uh, you can bitch and moan. Is that what we're about to do? Oh, we're already recording. Oh. See, this is why I've said this. I hate Zoom because you always catch me. I catch you. Yeah. I catch you. See, I didn't say anything stupid, though. I, you got to be quick. No, yeah. don't worry. I'm, I'm going to edit out all the stuff you said about me. So, don't worry. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't reach out to him today. I should have, though, right? I can't even reach this bottle of pills. Mmm, pills. Hear that? What is the, What are those? uh skittles these are these are skittles yeah they're just in a pill box uh anyway what's up everybody welcome to the inside ou football podcast and it's also going to be the basketball podcast but guess what that shit got postponed too (laughs) there's no there's nothing there is nothing to look forward to except for that damn Thanksgiving. So This thing came together so quick, Brady. Keegan, what are we supposed to be thankful for now, now that football's canceled? Well, it's postponed, Keegan. What are we going to do? You get the uh, Cowboys and the Washington football team. You got to celebrate uh, that. That, that is a winner takes over the division game. Boo. No one cares. I don't Texas think- Iowa State on Friday. You have the Iron Bowl minus Nick Saban on Saturday. That gets you razzed up a little bit at all? Um, well, I, I don't want Nick Saban to get sick. I mean, I guess he's technically sick now. I believe because I saw a lot of the I saw a lot of this on Twitter where people were like, "He got it again." I think it was a false positive like a month ago, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was. Isn't that why? Okay, so he's technically not had it, thankfully, but now he has it. So. Uh, obviously, thoughts and prayers out for Nick Saban because I don't – I mean, he's certainly more at risk at this than you and I, Keegan, just because he's in his 60s. So, I don't want anyone to get further sick from this or, God forbid, die. So, I don't want that to happen. But it does nothing for me in terms of adding to the intrigue of the Iron Bowl because, I mean, Alabama's going to big slap them like as if Nick Saban were there or not. So, it, it does nothing for me. I just hope Nick Saban's back. You know, it's – I hope – some of the Oklahoma coaches are okay. Yeah. Really, yeah. I'm not going to get into specifics, but let's hope everybody's okay. This is a, like, I don't want people to think that this is just COVID. Like, this is a big deal. Like, there is a potential, like, major super spreading event in Norman. Uh, well, does that have anything to do with the fact that there was a football game played at the stadium on Saturday? Maybe something to do with events afterwards or events last week. Well, this is – and see, this is something that we all kind of expected going into the season to um, – I mean, we don't really need to rehash old conversations, but I guess now that the West Virginia game has been postponed to December 12th, I think – I guess there's – I guess we can bring it back up, but th- these are things that we talked about, at least I did, Keegan. I can't really exactly remember how you felt – about going into a football season that isn't bubbled uh, in terms of college football. Uh, but I remember thinking the only way that college football can work is if you just simply tell all the student athletes, you will be on campus and you tell all the students you're going home, you're staying home and you're going to be doing distance learning. That's the only way this works. 
But we all know the almighty dollar is going to win out. You know, these campuses, these schools need to make their money and they make their money because these students live on campus at or near campus. So um, maybe it was a little too optimistic on my part to wish for that. But um, having said that, college football has soldiered on and some conferences have had a lot more success than others. Uh, the Big 12 has really started to feel the burn of COVID over the last two weeks. I mean, last week, uh, Texas and Kansas was postponed. And I know people don't care about that game because it's Kansas. Uh, but now you've got OU West Virginia and you go back a few weeks with Oklahoma State and Baylor. It seems like the chickens are coming home to roost for the Big 12 in terms of COVID. But I'm kind of of the opinion, Keegan, and you might know a little bit more than I do. I'm kind of of the opinion that, yeah, you're just getting another built-in bye week, which can be a good thing. And then you just get back to business next week against Baylor. Hopefully everybody's healthy. Hopefully everybody's okay. And it should be business as usual then, I hope. That's the hope, obviously. And I know I kind of came out hot with, you know, this is a serious situation. And it is. Obviously, uh, they're going to have really good doctors, medical team, everything taking care of everybody. Um, but, you know, they, they shut down their – this game's not just postponed. Like, this, they shut down the entire facility this morning. So, you know, I can say at least one coach showing symptoms. I know that. So, it's – it's uh, it's interesting. It's- yeah, but I mean, I would just say um, Texas shut down facilities last week. Football? Yeah, I mean. Oh, did they? I didn't know that. If they did. Yeah, that was the that was a part of the initial reporting was they've put, they've kind of paused operations. Yeah, I, I think I feel like if you're going to cancel a game, or no, excuse me, because I I understand we have to be real technical with our language, even though saying canceled is more casual. The game will be played, but just in mid-December in Morgantown instead of next Saturday. And if that game cannot be played for whatever reason, it does not eliminate Oklahoma from any potential Big 12 championship scenario because if they beat Baylor, if they're able to play Baylor and they can't play West Virginia, they're still going to be seen as a 7-2 and two team in conference. So don't worry about that. I mean, worry about the health and safety of the players and coaches first. And then worry about how this affects OU in the Big 12 championship race second. But um, I feel like it's pretty typical that if you're going to postpone a game, Keegan, that you're going to pause operate football operations for a few days, if not the rest of the week. And um, look, I'm trying to be as optimistic as I can about this. And the first thing that popped in my head, Keegan, and I said this on my radio spot an hour before you jumped on the franchise actually in big time big yeah. time the inside OU podcast today how about that i know i said I, boys. I mentioned the inside ou podcast like maybe four or five times even when they asked me a thunder question but um <laughs> the first thing that popped in my head when this game got postponed keegan was when you were telling me last night when we were recording the tuesday show that hey don't expect the 21 nothing explosion at the beginning of the game because lincoln rally with two weeks to prepare for a game is much different than lincoln rally with you know a few days to prepare for an opponent and an opponent in West Virginia that we all recognize has a good defense, a defense that can give OU some problems up front, even with Oklahoma's offensive line. So what I'm trying to do is just go, Hey, a bye week another bye week for this team is probably not a bad thing. Cause I, uh, Sam Mays asked me if I was worried at all about this affecting the momentum of the team. And I, I don't think it's going to affect the momentum of the team at all. They're, they're too young they're too hungry, and they've done nothing but trend up uh, from week one. Even through those two losses, there were still some improvements from week to week. 
and they're, they're just continuing to go in that direction. So to me, it's just, I hope those games can be played. If they are, oh, you should take care of business. I agree um, a thousand percent. I, obviously, the players more than likely will be okay. Um, another thing to consider, though, is when you do get COVID, and this isn't science, is just basically what, I've, what you read, what you know about this thing. It takes a while to get your fatigue back, like, to be able to deal with and get it. Your conditioning. Yeah. Yeah. And it's – so it, it that probably could hurt the momentum, right? Like, I think that could if, like, guys aren't 100% for a West Virginia team up front. Like, I know the offensive line's already been rumored that COVID's already gone through it, but um, – now we're just going to start throwing out position groups here here pretty quickly. It's going to be like, oh, defensive backs are now – it's gone through defensive back room. It's gone through the linebacker room. What else can be um, corners or defensive line? I don't know. Well, but, I feel like it's fairly easy to just kind of draw some conclusions. I mean, just going back to last week, I mean, who are the two players that were out probably due to COVID? John Michael Terry was one of those guys. And Jane Davis. And Jane Davis. Washington. So it seems like the defensive side of the football is probably the one that's being affected the most. And um, that's not a good thing. It wouldn't be a good thing if it was the offensive side of the football. It wouldn't be a good thing safe. if it's special we, teams. So. I think we're safe if we say defensive side. Yeah. I think we're, I think we're safe in, in letting people know that. But yeah. um, I'm not going to say I know 100%. I'm not saying there can't be offensive people. But I can I mean, say – I know, I know 100%, but yeah, I'm not going to say it on here because I'm, I'm, I'm important. <laughs> it's probably safer that way. But <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, you know, to what you were saying before, again, Oklahoma can still make the Big 12 championship. I know I was kind of the first one saying that, which was, but it was just weird to think about. Like if Oklahoma's six and two and you have three teams that are seven and two, what happens? Um, but Big 12 obviously put that in. I did, has that always been? in there or was that added for this year do you know do you remember if that little tiebreaker unbalanced schedule thing i'll be honest I, I don't know nor have i really cared because the way i look at it as a crazy fan if OU's in a situation where you have to like dig down in the rule books about tiebreakers it's like well what are you why are you in that situation in the first place if you get in because of the top of the rule cool if you don't well i mean it's kind of your fault in the first place so that's kind of how i view it it should be take it should take care of itself. But I mean, this kind of goes into this is a problem not just with college football, not just with sports, not just with I mean, it's it's a problem with everything. I'm not gonna sit here and give my hundred percent take on what you should do as a country during a pandemic because what the fuck do I know? But I would just safely assume that you can try and do things as normal you can try and have the sport go on during a pandemic okay it's like that's fine you can try if it works great if it doesn't then you nix it and just call it a day that's happened before the spanish flu knocked out a potential un oklahoma undefeated season in 1916 or 1917 they were five and oh i think they had just beaten texas and then the season got canceled because of the spanish flu so there is precedent for that but I think the important thing to remember is if you're going to do things during a pandemic, you can't just assume you can do everything as normal. So all these rules, all these tiebreakers, especially when teams are playing an X amount of games and maybe their opponents are playing Y amount of games. Like it, nothing is equal. Nothing's ever equal in college football, Keegan. Uh, when we're trying to compare power five teams, when they don't play each other, when there's not even scheduling, 
but especially this year. And I, I don't want this to turn into like, how does this greatly affect Oklahoma's big 12 championship aspirations? But that's essentially what's going to be the big talking point from here on until Oklahoma at least gets in or doesn't get into the big 12 championship game is the potential of missing out of playing an, a, a game where the rest of your opponents have played their full schedule. To me, it's just kind of like what we talked about last night where I'm like, I test tells you who the best team in this conference is thus far. Now Oklahoma can go out and lay an egg. Sure. And if they do, then they don't deserve anything, but if they don't, like we know who should be in that big 12 championship game and it's not even close. I agree. It's the tiebreaker deal for Oklahoma. I mean, hindsight's always 2020, right? Put, I that, mean, put that cat back on son. <laughs> yeah. Here's a little, here's a little wacko today, but yeah, it's for Oklahoma's sake. You know, you, you take, this buy right this week, Austin Stogner haven't been able to hear back anything on him today, which is kind of interesting, but uh, maybe things are how they stand there, but yeah, still no response, but it should give those guys healthy. So get, get these guys back, you know, healthy and in, in place where they need to be for this final stretch. I think, you know, you look at the Baylor game, Brady, and you've heard me say this, like they don't really need everybody. Now that would obviously help quite a bit, but uh, oh my! You hear that? You hear that? Is your dog a Baylor fan? My dog wants to go outside. We all know Oklahoma has a ton of underrated beauty to it: the rolling hills, the countrysides, the sunsets, and even our cities. If you're interested in decorating your home or place of business with evidence showing off the uniqueness of our state, give David Schweitzer a look. David is a talented photographer hailing from Calumet who has a passion for capturing everything Oklahoma has to offer. And don't take my word for it. Check out his website at www.oklahomabackroadexplorer.com and get in touch with him. I personally like the abandoned building prints. I'm into creepy stuff, but it also kind of reminds me of what Bob Stoops must have felt when he first stepped on campus in 1998. Again, that's oklahomabackroadexplorer.com or check out his Instagram page of the same name. Follow him on Instagram and like his stuff for us. We'll appreciate it. One of David's specialties is taking his photos and printing them on wooden cutouts of the state. It'd go really well with an upside-down longhorn skull in your living room. One more time, oklahomabackroadexplorer.com. The, ty- the tiebreaker thing for Oklahoma is interesting, like just in terms of the fact that Oklahoma is in a position where, I mean, they went out, they're in, but you do have to kind of wait. You you have to have the rest of the games play Brady for it to like, to figure out who's going to be in the game. So like you have a game cancel, like a, a pivotal one, like Texas, Kansas state or something, you know, like yeah. that's, that's going to be, that's going to make things really tough on the big 12. So, I mean, cause that game could potentially decide everything. So I don't know. It's interesting times. I've had to do a lot more research today. Um, on certain aspects of the season, which is different. But I want to reiterate again, I hope these kids are okay. I hope all the coaches are okay. Um, it sounds like it was a pretty, pretty serious situation this morning. Like, I guess you want me to go through it a little bit real quick before we maybe move on, but. Uh, with the timeline? Yeah. You can even throw in our little exchange earlier today. That was kind of funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, so at about. Between 8 and 9 this morning, the facility was shut down. Everybody left. 
and they had to all go get, if you were, you know, in contact with positive cases, you had to go get um, tested again. So that was about between, you know, between eight and nine this morning, they didn't hear anything back uh, until kind of mid morning. And then mid morning is when I called you, right? About 1045, maybe 11, 1115 uh, yeah. area somewhere. Um, and I'll, and you're like, yeah, I already know. I was like, Brady, I mean, if you can hear my dogs, I apologize. Can you hear them? That's okay. Dogs, everybody loves dogs except for... Uh, They're just barking to bark, right? It's the most annoying thing. Well, that's what dogs do, Keegan. They bark. Just ask DMX. <sighs> now I'm sitting here uh, by myself um, uh, talking to myself. Uh, that, that's chaos theory. Hey, buddy. Sorry about this. It's okay. Yeah, and then our conversation this morning, Brady, about between 10.30, 10.45, maybe 11 area. I don't know. Maybe after that, who knows? And we were kind of saying the same thing that you had been, you'd heard it. Um, and then things kind of got real this afternoon, I guess, is the best way to put it. And I mean, between noon and 2.30, uh, you know, things were all put in plane, put or put in place to get, you know, get things moving. Um, and then, you know, at three o'clock, players and media, everybody found out the same time whenever the announcement came out. So... But again, it was, it was, from what I understand, it was a very hectic morning um, at Oklahoma, which is never good. You never want to hear something like that, especially um, when it pertains to a pandemic and a, a virus that will affect especially older people if you're coaches or whatever. Yeah, um, it, it's weird. You know, we should be well-versed of how to like react to this. And yeah. it, because it's happened obviously to a handful of other programs over the last few weeks. Uh, but like I said earlier, like the big 12 has been real fortunate with how they've uh, maybe put some strategic bye weeks here and there to prepare for their bigger marquee matchups. That they probably assume this will have a lot to say uh, for the big Twelve championship race. So let's put a bye week in between. So just in case there's some COVID it won't influence the game being played or even influence the game with players being out. So the big toll has been uncharacteristically smart with how they've handled this, but it's a virus. It's a pandemic. You can only control and mitigate so much before some things just get out of hand. And it, I think we can all, I think you and I can both say this team has done pretty much all that you can do. They've made every necessary sacrifice like I'm not, I don't go to campus court anymore. I'm 30 fucking years old. So I haven't heard any tall tales about, Oh, player X has been like at Logie's or player Y has been at seven this whole time, like on campus corner, partying it up. after. RIP seven. Seven is closed. Oh, seven is closed. What? Oh, why is that? I don't know. I just know it closed. Oh man. That's, that's terrible. Like they had that's, such great service and like their clientele, their, their clientele was wonderful. <laughs> oh what are the, where are the frat boys going now go to logies and they'll wait in line all night which is what they'll do but you said you hadn't heard any i think we had one week where like the next week we were well, worried about covid tests. Was, what game was that was that kansas state was that missouri state missouri state was a big question mark kansas state was a big question mark because of kansas state that was the reporting that week yeah, um, there was one game. There's a game this year early in the year where I hinted that there were people, a bunch of players that went out to the bars and that were they were there. Yeah. Well, and then look, I knew somebody that tested positive after that night. So, 
I can't remember what bye week it was, but it was when Nick Benito told you guys, like, look, we, we understand what we can and can't do. We understand what we have to sacrifice in order to make this season work. And so that just kind of makes me kind of err on the side of, I'm sure there are examples of some players just going out and having a good time. And guess what? You know, they're not prisoners. They can do whatever they want. For the most part, this team has performed very well with the restrictions and the guidelines that I'm sure Lincoln Riley has set forth for them because this is the first time this has really happened to this team and we are 11, 12 weeks into the season. So to me, that's rather successful considering all things. And this is the state of Oklahoma where cases continue to rise, hospitalizations continue to rise. And so uh, frankly, if you would have told me Keegan back in, you know, July, August, that Oklahoma will have a game postponed. I'd be like, well, of course they will. Mm -hmm. But if you told me that it was in week 11, week 12, I'd be like, wow, that's, that's great news. Yeah. And it's interesting just because like you think of the timeline, right? It takes what, three, four days you waited. If you, if you've been in contact with somebody that the CDC asked that you wait five days after being in direct contact with someone who's tested positive, because it takes about the average person, it takes about five days for you to show symptoms if you're ever going to show symptoms. If you get tested too early, you may not test for it at all. Like you may not, you may get, you know, you'll get a negative, but you might very well have it. So it's five days. So that then would put what the players that were gone last week to pass that on. I'm just trying to like last Wednesday, kind of around that area, last Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah. So they beat or they come off that bye week and then someone spreads it within the program, I guess is the, you know, theoretical thinking of it. So uh, it's crazy. It's here's is, the, here's the crazy thing. Here's the crazy thing. And this is like pure speculation, but this is what happens when you do a reaction podcast to a game being postponed because of a virus. But here's the, Here's the speculation part. Let's assume that Oklahoma is able to get back on track, just like Texas and Kansas were able to get back on track, you know, the following week after they had to postpone a game, just like Oklahoma State and Baylor even. Baylor, I remember those conversations earlier in the, in the season where it's like they shouldn't even play because they apparently don't give a damn about trying to get this season, you know, going. So everyone's able to get this relatively back on its feet the following week. So hopefully OU is able to do that. But – Let's assume that OU does. They take care of Baylor. Then you're looking at a road trip game in Morgantown, Keegan, in mid-December. Like, this is something that has not – This is there's no precedent for this. There's no precedent for this at all. West Virginia-Pittsburgh back in the day, right? No, I mean, in terms of Oklahoma. Oh, sure. Yeah, I was just thinking of those old West Virginia-Pittsburgh games that were yeah. – snowy horrible weather well look oklahoma's played west virginia in a blizzard and they kicked their ass that in 2016 that did happen they, they, they played in cold weather games it's just it's so odd because it's just really late in december it's just later in december than what ou is typically played in by the beginning of december you're playing in your conference title game or the conference has already been decided you know going back to the 90s and the 80s and the 70s this is just it's uncharted territory so and I'm going to assume that it's going to be a seven o'clock kickoff, but there are three other games as of right now, they're going to be played that day in the conference. You've got Oklahoma state, Baylor, Texas, Kansas, and OU West Virginia. 
So I'm assuming they're going to keep their 6.30 time slot, but who knows? Um, if they do, it's just a night game in the cold mid-December air of Morgantown. If it's earlier in the day, who knows what that does? Like, there's just so much – there's so many new fa- factors that go into this now that my Siri thinks I'm talking to it. But there are so many new factors that go into this West Virginia game now that I'm just like, I have no idea what to expect. So, like, the average temperature on December 12th in Morgantown, West Virginia – at that time, under 45 degrees. 45 degrees? At nighttime on that day. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, I don't know. I mean, this is going to affect West Virginia as well. I mean, you want to talk yeah, about, like, I, if you want to cut momentum, talk about momentum. Like West Virginia's had good, good momentum the last, um, you know, couple, two, three, four games. They have to yeah. get another bye week. So, I'm interested to see how that affects Texas. I think that could speak a lot to how maybe it's going to affect Oklahoma. And um, I think I think that that's kind of the one thing, like if you're an OU fan, obviously, like I'm bummed that I don't get to watch OU football this week. I never like bye weeks, even though I know that they're important. But I think the one thing you can look forward to is at least as of right now, Friday, or Friday night, Texas-Iowa State, which we talked about on the Tuesday pod already, um, that's important for OU. And um, I hate to bring this up because obviously this means I listen to the scoop pod, but I'm an OU fan. So of course I listen to the scoop pod, but they were talking about this uh, earlier today when I was listening, Keegan, um, if Texas loses, do you think Tom Herman's going to be the head coach the next day at the university of Texas? Nope. What gives you that impression? Well, it's, you know, what we heard at the beginning, you know, he, if he's not in the conference Big 12 championship game this year with this team, then he's going to be in a world of hurt. It wouldn't surprise me at all. I mean, that just kind of along the lines of what you and I maybe have both heard, especially me. So we'll kind of see what comes of it. You know, I just, man, that game's so interesting. I know we went kind of in depth on it on Tuesday or God, that was yesterday. Um, You know, I know we kind of went in depth on it yesterday, but yeah, it's, how do I say this? Can could Tom Harmon coach out the rest of the year? <coughs> and then uh, speaking of COVID, but I'm kidding. Um, but for the rest of the year, maybe. I just don't see a reason why they would not just go ahead and get it done. I mean, it would help recruiting. I think maybe no, actually maybe it wouldn't. Um, what if they fired him the day after signing day? Oh, that'd be brutal. That'd be funny. Well. <laughs> I mean, what does Texas project? Let's just say that things go the way that we think. So Texas loses to Iowa State. I mean, what bowl game are we talking about here? If what? Texas loses? Texas loses to Iowa State, but they beat Kansas State to end out the year. Cotton Bowl's number one. Or no, wait, Sugar Bowl's number one, usually. But it would be the Cotton Bowl this year because that's a playoff game. So Cotton Bowl's one. Isn't Alamo number two? Alamo... um, because the projections are if OU wins the Big 12, they're obviously going to the Cotton Bowl. If they lose, they're probably going to the Alamo Bowl to maybe play USC. Yes. Which uh, the, that, that would be a bummer, but it's a bummer bowl game. But, hey, I'll never say no to an OU-USC game. Yeah, that would help out tremendously um, for Oklahoma's sake. Let's see here. Pulling up. This, this is also the beauty of doing it while we're – 
on Zoom, though, is you can look stuff up really quick. I love doing it on Zoom. <laughs> I'm just glad we were free of the uh, sexual jokes tonight. Oh, positive. We we probably need more of those anyway. <laughs> so the Texas Bowl is one that Texas could be in. Texas and LSU could be a matchup in that game. It's an OU SEC matchup, or it's a Big Twelve SEC matchup. Um, the Liberty Bowl is a Big Twelve game. The Armed Forces Bowl is a Big Twelve game, or can be, I guess. Cotton Bowl. Obviously, that's on December 30th, by the way. It's not after the first of the year. Oh. The, Alamo, the Alamo Bowl, the Cheez-It Bowl, the Guaranteed Rate Bowl has a Big 12 team in it. I, I beg your pardon. The Guaranteed Rate Bowl? Do you know the company Guaranteed Rate, Brady? Come on. Oh. Is there a Belk Bowl? Is someone going to steal Belk products? Yo, no, Belk Bowl is over. What do you mean? Is uh oh yeah, they went bankrupt. Is is there a coat store at any of these bo- these bowl destinations? I think that's the only thing OU fans are worried about. The Belk about. Bowl is now the Duke's Mayo Bowl. <laughs> we what about, hey, what about this bowl game? The Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl. Leading tree. I'm gonna declare independence from that bowl off the bat. That sounds Grand Perfect Music City Bowl. What a name. This is the absolute – this is what happens whenever a game gets postponed. This is yep. the content you come up with. No, I'm probably ruining this podcast. No, no. No? You did that a long time ago, Keegan. Uh, no. Yeah, I mean, basically the bullet points for this pod are just simply like, we're bombed OU doesn't get to play this Saturday. At least I am. I know Keegan probably is too for different reasons. Um, I'm also bummed that there's going to be no basketball yeah, games. To I look can't forward. bring up any content, Brady. Did I know. you agree this earlier? Yeah, I was going to well, drive to St. Louis and do a profile on Ronnie Perkins. Yeah, maybe that's something you should, um, if you're able to go to St. Louis at some point in the future to do that story, um, maybe you should make a little travel video bl- vlog thing for our patrons. They might enjoy that. They might. That's a good idea, actually. Yeah, just do it shirtless. Yeah, we can, yeah. We can turn the Patreon into an OnlyFans. There might be some that are into little rare, red-haired, facial-haired young men. I have red hair. I have red facial hair. Yeah, it's red facial. That's why I said red-haired, facial-haired. Uh, I was about to say I have brown hair. That's that's pretty rojo, man. This is rojo. That looks pretty red to me. It's the lighting. <laughs> it's the lighting. Okay, <laughs> okay, but yes. We're bummed. No football, no basketball. Um, OU's game against, oh, God, who are they supposed to play today? Was it San Antonio? UTSA. UTSA. And then UCF on Saturday have been postponed. I was looking forward to seeing Long Kruger's guys go out there. I like college basketball despite my lawn. Mow the lawn. And look, the hashtag Mow the Lawn has less to do with my opinion of Long Kruger as a coach. And more to do with Oklahoma's own like own viewpoint of their own basketball program. So it really doesn't matter. They can get somebody in there that's a better coach, quote unquote. I don't think OU would even care because this football school, so who cares? Yeah, we're bummed about all that. It doesn't really affect OU's Big 12 championship chances. Championship. I think I think everything will be able to take care of itself. Um, it's just an inherent on Oklahoma's part to uh 
take care of business and take care of themselves, take care of their health and safety. Hopefully the coaches, hopefully the players are all going to be doing well this Thanksgiving. Hopefully all of our listeners are going to be doing well over Thanksgiving and being safe, but uh, obviously no matchup pod this week. So this is basically your second podcast for the week inside OU listeners. We are sorry. Yeah. Welcome to the world of shit that we're in. Oklahoma's officially a part of it. Not the state. The state was a part of it a long time ago. But the football program. Yeah. I thought I stood that in there pretty well. But I, I want to say this. It does, become a, it does come at a peculiar time for Oklahoma. So say you have all these positives, right, and these guys can't play against Baylor. Say it's, you know, more of the defensive backs. You know, Trey, we, we've all heard the story about Trey Norwood from fall camp. Um, but this is a big opportunity for these young guys, right? If, especially if they're not the ones that are being impacted. Obviously, Bryson Washington, we know, is one. Um, but the other, the other guys, I mean, we don't know if Brady just ate one of his Skittles. No, it's a, it's a, chewy, it's a chewable I, vitamin. I think it was Xanax. It's a chewable vitamin. I, I take three a day. It's, six, it's almost 6.30, so. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways, this is a pretty big opportunity for these young guys, right? I mean, if they're these guys aren't impacted, and maybe some of the older guys are in front of them, I mean, this has to be a big impact, right? I mean, you get a bunch of reps, you can play against, you know, get your feet wet in a Big Twelve game. So, um, I think it's going to be interesting, you know, to see what kind of happens with with that. And yeah. Then just basketball, like how are I'm sitting here watching college basketball, and I'm thinking. Man, if they get three to – if a guy tests positive on a basketball team, they, they're going to be done, right, for like 10 days, 14 days? Yeah, but, I mean, you can look at it that way, but then you can also look at it as, well, if they just basically have a few – if they have like two bad weeks, then they're good for pretty much the rest of the regular season at that point. With the, If it's the same rule where you don't have to be tested if you've tested positive, and you go through quarantine and you're and you come back, you don't have to be tested for another three months. So I mean, this is this is what you do. This is what you get when you try to, you know, get things going during a pandemic. And it's it's hard. Um, but you just have to pray and hope for the best at this point. I mean, what else do we even talk about? You see Kate Cunningham play today? Did watch Kate Cunningham. Um, he's pretty damn good. He's going to look really good in a Thunder uniform, Brady. I'm convinced. I think that's the goal. I think that's yeah. certainly the goal when you give away every player on your roster that's good and keep all the young ones and all the inexperienced ones and take on a bunch of bad contracts. I think that's basically the idea. But we'll see. Hopefully, Kate Cunningham's able to stay healthy himself. Sure. Yeah, no, that's what I was saying today, Brady. I need to just – Pull him, put him in bubble wrap, yeah. keep him in bubble wrap for the next six months, and then let him be drafted by the Thunder next June or July or whenever the draft's going to be. The draft's in June, right? It's always in June. Um, I think the NBA season's going on until July now, even though they're doing 72 games. Uh, uh. So I, I don't know how they're going to get back on track. I, I'm assuming they have a plan for that, but – I hope they're able to get back on track because this is all kind of weird, but 
Uh, we're getting in the weeds now, Keegan. Any uh, final thoughts? Any any teasing? Any uh, just anything? Well, to the people that listen to this that are patrons, um, something happened today. So <laughs> my ideas and plans for the day got blown up in its face. So that is the plan that this thing will be with a ton of voiceovers and it's going to be, a, there's going to be a lot to show, um, especially, especially schematically from Bedlam. And then, you know, maybe you look at, look back on some other things over the weekend. I'm sure I can probably come up with something on Saturday, but I mean, Baylor next week, Brady, it's hard to, it's hard to get your mind ready for that. They're not very good. Not very good at all. Hopefully, we also have some bark overs with your uh, film review. So, what we're looking for. Uh, that was a good one. We look forward to that. But, Keegan, thanks for jumping on. Uh, short notice. But, everybody, thank you so much for listening to the Inside OU podcast. Uh, obviously, no po- post-game show this week. Um, we will let you know as soon as we do if there's any good news. But, uh, hopefully – I'm sure we'll be able to meet back up Tuesday to talk about some more stuff. If not, just business has kind of returned to normal. I sure hope so. Keegan hopes so. And I'm sure you all hope so as well. But thank you all for listening to the Inside OU podcast. Until next time on Tuesday, Boomer Sooner. We'll talk to you later. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody.